Hi, welcome to another episode of Spoonie Memoirs. I am not going to do my entire intro because I think I am one of the worst podcasters out there. I had been intending to upload once a week and it looks like it's every other month at this point, but you know, um, time is a social construct and COVID and these pandemic times has really made it just make even less sense. <laughs> so on that note, today I'm actually going to be talking about how absolutely isolating this whole thing has been. It has been impossible for, you know, for those of us who are trying to be careful and be safe to go and do simple shopping. I have not been able to get groceries as as often as I as we need. We had been ordering the groceries from our our local grocery store and they delivered them. But that was ridiculously expensive and with us being a single income household and having a a toddler now that has to go to multiple doctor's appointments a month, specialists just all the time, that was getting unattainable. We we uh, unsustainable. We couldn't keep up with that. We finally did get approved for SNAP benefits, you know, food stamps. But then we found out that our local grocery store doesn't, the online ordering, they don't accept food stamps. You have to go in person. And with neither of us having, me or my husband, a vehicle of our own, we had to either take the bus, public transportation, which means you can't get a whole, you know, a, a whole grocery run. Or we had to rely on a neighbor or a church member, a friend to take us. And both of those came with their own risks. Um, the bus, you know, there's people and people are gross. <laughs> um, and then you have to come back and there's there's still people. And but then with the bumming a ride from someone you know I mean you're bumming a ride from someone and they may not be available or you know they've, they've got something going on and found out recently that a neighbor that we'd been getting a ride from they're not taking any safety precautions at all so that's terrifying and that's out now and the one person who was normally taking us they're busy recently. So groceries have been difficult and I know that we are not the only ones going through that kind of scenario. And I don't I don't understand why ordering the groceries online why they don't accept SNAP benefits because that would be that would make things so much more accessible to to low income and disabled families and households. And it just frustrates me especially with this particular grocery store they are and claim to be very uh neighborhood oriented very you know for the people that are that they're servicing 
And for the most part, they are. And so it's doubly frustrating because they're not, they're not helping with this aspect. And it goes further. I mean, it's not even just groceries. Just buying anything that is needed has been just an extreme challenge these past two and a half years now at this point. I had, I mean, I had my baby at the very beginning of this pandemic. And so we weren't able to go out and get things that she needed. We weren't able to take her out, you know, after she got a little bit older for any kind of socializing. She's been stuck in just inside basically for the last two and a half years. I mean, we go out every now and then to, you know, we play outside, but our apartment in particular is not very well kept. We have a feral cat community so I'm not exactly thrilled with her digging through that sand. We also take her to her doctor's appointments, and a lot of that we have to take the public bus. So There's just been a whole lot of anxiety and trying to find well-priced items that we, that we need for the household, for her, for the pets, has been just incredibly challenging and I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name uh here I don't know if they would get mad they probably would but the the big online place that you know everyone buys from they suck they are just they're expensive um you know their business practices suck in general and trying trying to return something is technically simple if you have access to a vehicle if you have access to a printer if you you know if if you have access to these things which someone who is homebound and without access to a printer can't do and then when we are able to go in in person to go in stores nothing is in stock and i do understand why I do understand that even now, people are still kind of stocking up, and I do understand why they're doing that, and I recognize that, you know, the supply chain is kind of breaking down, but that means that a lot of us are without, and again, I know it's not just us. So many people lately, worse now, are without. We're, we're going without, and... It's incredibly exhausting. It's expensive. It's humiliating at some points. And it is just so exhausting. And I feel for, in particular, I feel for my husband. He's working six days a week, trying to just make ends meet. And to what? To pay for these crappy apartments and we're not even really living. We're just kind of existing here, and we have been for the past two years. Although, I will say that I have been lucky to have found resources elsewhere. I stumbled upon these groups on Facebook where they 
either give things for free or for extremely low cost. And at this point, we have not really had to buy many actual clothes for my daughter. Most of them have been donated secondhand, and I have absolutely no problem with secondhand. I grew up on secondhand, and I am incredibly grateful to these these extreme helpers who have given us just boxes and bags of clothes for her as she grows. Because did you know that they grow so freaking fast? <laughs> I swear she's growing out of clothes every other day. It's, it's ridiculous. I just had to throw away her favorite pair of pajamas because they were scrunching up her little toes and apparently they had gone kind of uh, threadbare right around the toe. And so the other night I heard her crying through the baby monitor and I go in there and I look and she says, my toe hurted, my toe hurted. And she's in, <laughs> she's in that stage where she's putting the past tense on words. And so it's hurted. Adorable. But so she says, my toe hurted, my toe hurted. And so I turn on the light and I look and she has ripped that hole open and her little piggy toes are sticking out. So we had to throw those away. And now she's down to two pajamas. And I think people are becoming a little bit desensitized to everything that's been going on. Because this has been a constant for two and a half years. And so I'm having a hard time getting more clothing donations now. Which is really stressful because... Now, not only is COVID, you know, still a thing, but we also have the new monkeypox. We have, you know, polio's making a comeback. We have E. coli. We have, I mean, it just never ends. It doesn't seem, there's, there's no end in sight. And now people are taking even less and less precautions. So that's isolating us even more. And we're we're having a hard time getting the resources that we had before. And I do understand that people are, I guess, getting tired of just giving things away. Everyone needs money. You know, everyone's trying to sell their stuff. But those of us who need money can't buy the things. So it's just a vicious cycle. And this is getting... To the point that I am very concerned for how those of us who are low income and those of us who are, you know, new to being low income or those of anyone who's new to being low income are going to handle this. With um, about two months ago, we had been talking about putting our daughter into the local um, day school for the deaf and hard of hearing for the, the local district. And we were going to put her in that this coming uh, school year. And she was going to get the socialization. She was going to get furthered speech and ASL education. And it was going to be, you know, it was going to be great. <laughs> but then the CDC essentially said, eh, do what you want. And nobody's wearing masks. And the vaccines are losing their, what is it, efficacy? They're, they're not working as well. The, 
virus itself has mutated to the point where the vaccines are almost moot. And so now I'm absolutely not comfortable sending her into public schooling. And especially with this narrative being thrown around of monkeypox being a... The, the new age AIDS, you know, gay man's STD, which is absolutely not the case. And that wasn't the case then either. But, you know, propaganda. And there are children in schools testing positive for monkeypox. And I can't send her in good faith. I can't send her into that kind of situation. So we are now talking about homeschooling, which means... I will not be able to get a job. I will not be able to work. We will still be reliant on a single income. And as she gets older, she's going to need more things. And this is, I can see this putting a huge strain on so many people. It's really in times like these that we need this community to rely on, you know, it, the whole, the saying, it takes a village to raise a child that doesn't necessarily just apply to children. It takes a village to just survive. And we don't really have those villages anymore with everything now being reliant on vehicles, on cars that not everyone has access to. So many are more isolated and, with these extremely communicable diseases, that isolation is just getting worse. And I am very, very concerned for the, for our future. And I know that myself and many other millennials <laughs> and just adults were like, you know, we could, we could deal with it. You know, we, we, we've gotten used to not being around people because like I said in the beginning, you know, ugh, people gross. However, it's the children who I am concerned about. I saw a post the other day where someone had said, you know, millennials, we were the, the, the breakers of the generational trauma and we're trying to raise our kids better. And then, you know, the next generation, the ones, the, the teenagers and ones that are coming up now, they are the ones who are going to change everything. They are the ones who do not care. And one of those kids commented and they were like, yeah, that's great. Except it's exhausting that all of this is being put on them. That kid said it is exhausting the idea that they have to save the world. And that really made me stop and think because even I had been saying these things that, you know, yeah, us millennials, you know, we're just tired of it all. And there's really no more fight left in us. And so we're going to pass the torch to them. And seeing that comment made me really stop and, and think that this is we're doing the same things our parents said. Oh, it'll be up to them. They can do it. I really do not see how, just personally, I don't see how we're ever going to get out of this. Things are breaking down, and they are breaking down fast. And as we lose this sense of community 
And as we continue to lose the accessibility to, to shop online now, which had originally made things so much easier for the disabled and homebound community, I am having a very hard time personally being able to cope with all of this. And I know I'm sorry, this whole, this whole episode is just kind of a downer, but I have been thinking about these things and trying to think of ways that I can personally help. And my initial thought was to grow a vegetable garden, a container garden. But then I looked into it and realized that the startup cost is actually pretty steep. And it just furthers that that idea that we can't, we're stuck. We're stuck in these situations and the rich keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer and more people keep joining our lower class because the gap in between is just astronomical at this point. But if you have the opportunity to do something to help anyone in your community, do so. Because I, I can tell you, it means the world to them. When we got the donations of clothing and anything, any of the other donations that we got to help us, it was just life-saving. I do not know how we could have made it these past two years without these people, you know, being so selfless. And if you have the opportunity to do that, please do so. It, if, you're, if you're hesitating to start something, to do something, just... And if you can, please help someone because it is, it is desperately needed. I am going to sign off here and I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes, I think ever. Be excellent to each other. Thank you. And good luck out there.